So I have four nieces and nephews, and I was talking to my sister about IXL. And IXL Learning is this fun online program for kids, and it covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. My sister and my nephew love it. The way it works is it's powered by AI, so IXL gives the right help to each kid. And IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Maybe you've been looking into private tutoring, but it's out of the budget, or this is a big school year for your kiddo. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And all of these listeners can get an exclusive. 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash ologies. So visit IXL.com slash ologies to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I know I usually save my secrets for the end of the episode, but I'm going to tell you my secret favorite candy. It's Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. It's really Reese's anything, but Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the thing that I'm like, have I had a bad day? I get these. Have I had a good day? I get these. Chocolate, salty peanut butter, the textures, I love everything about them. Also that there's two. So I'm like, oh, I get this one for later, which is one second later. Anyway, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, I love you. That's all. If you're me, you can shop Reese's Peanut Butter Cups now at a store near you. Found wherever candy is sold. And I am. Yo, hey, it's that avocado you don't really feel like eating, but you also can't watch it mold because avocados aren't cheap, okay? Holly Ward. Back with another episode of Ologies. This is a weird one. Listen. Listen. This was going to be a full-blown, fully long episode. I started editing it. There were some major audio lags. And I said, you know what? Nighty-night. I'm going to bed. And I just fell asleep. I thought, let's just get kind of stupid for a week. Let's just hang out on the porch. Dusk falling. Whiskey warming in your hand. Whatever it is. Or Mountain Dew, maybe. Sweating. And let's just gab. But we'll go through all of the things up top we normally do. Um, thank you to everyone on Patreon who supports the show and has since before even day one. Uh, Patreon.com slash ologies. You can join that club for as little as 25 cents an episode. And in this case, you can submit an AMA, ask me anything, even juicy questions. Also, we do live streams and other things. Also, thank you to everyone who submits reviews and who rates and subscribes. Those really keep the podcast up in the charts and every week I pick a freshie for you. And Jessica AWAW says, life is hard right now. Ologies makes it easier. The world is an overwhelming place right now, but hanging out with my internet dad makes it easier. Thanks, Allie. Thank you, Jessica WWW. I think that I said too many W's. Anywho, this is an AMA. This is an ask me anything. I said, go ahead, ask me some stupid questions. I'm not a smart person but I'll talk into a microphone about them. So this is essentially a compilation of secrets. This is like, you know, when you eat Cracker Jacks and you're like, ooh, a peanut cluster. This is essentially like you open up a Cracker Jack box and it's all peanuts. Maybe it's too many peanuts. I don't care. This is just summer fun time. We're crackling around a campfire. We're shooting the shit. So without further ado, please enjoy this mini-sode of me answering your questions. I'm going to start randomly after the break. We're going to get to your most asked questions. Okay? We cool? Okay. Sorry. It's just me. the podcast. I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Um, first question, Alexis Wallach wants to know, what's your favorite cephalopod? I think my favorite cephalopod is the blue ring octopus because it has all of these rings on it that look like a ring toss. And also it can absolutely kill you so hard. But I mean, have you seen it? It looks like a circus clown with too many arms. It's yellow. It has polka dots. It's like, boop, 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 slabams. 
you're dead. So I think that's fun. Chase Phoenix asked, in the Aperiology episode, you talked about cringing a bit when you see people have started listening to the podcast from the beginning. What would you say are the biggest ways the podcast has grown and improved? Oh, that's nice. Um, How have you personally grown with the ologies? I think it's always hard for me to listen to any episode I've ever, ever done. I always just want to clip little pauses or clip whole sentences or just hide under a couch and suck on a digit. But I get really bent about sound effects. And there was a period like maybe a year and a half ago where I feel like we use too many. And I always think, oh, I'm so sorry about that. And so, yeah, I think that just in general, I never want to be annoying. I don't want to be boring and I don't want to be annoying. <sighs> anyway, um, I think I've personally grown with ologies because I've learned so much from so many listeners who tell me about their own experiences. You know, you walk in your own life as the person you are, and you can't live a life as every individual. So you can only kind of keep your ears open to others' experiences. And kind of like how hot water, how those molecules just bump each other more, I think that Ologies has given me a chance to just bump around more into more people and learn from them. Salem wants to know, what does your daily self-care look like in 2020? Which is, is this is as funny as this episode's going to get, is just Salem's question. Um, right now, I am wearing a tank top that is made from a t-shirt that I cut the arms off of. And then I used one of the arms as a headband yesterday. And then I slept in it and it's currently nightfall and I'm continuing to wear it. I've kind of fell asleep meaning to work. And then I woke up this morning and was like, dang it. So I'm doing great. I am an example of someone who is killing it. I am a hashtag entrepreneur. I'm a monster. I have it together. I'm as good as it gets. Uh, I brushed my teeth today. I feel good about that. It's not great, Salem. Am I talking to a therapist about it tomorrow morning? I sure am. We'll get there. We'll get there. Don't be me. How's that for helpful? Great. Evan Jude wants to know if you had to whip out a weird science fact to wow someone at a party, what would it be? I think square poops. Wombats, square poops. Everyone needs to know that. Corin wants to know what's the craziest food that I have ever eaten or tried. I think fish eyes, tempura deep battered fish eyes. Nobody wanted to eat them. And I was like, I'll do it for a dollar. Guess who left with a crisp, greasy dollar in her pocket? A.W. You know what it tasted like? Grease. It tasted like crunchy. Although it is funny that no one wants to eat the eyeballs. But if you were out in the natural world, everyone would be like, fuck, dibs on the eyeballs. The eyeballs are cherries on a Sunday. Can you imagine if you ate a whole Sunday and everyone's like, ooh, I'll give you a dollar to eat the cherry. That's what happens when we don't eat eyeballs. Ugh, what a fucked up world. That being said, I don't like eating eyeballs. Molly wants to know, what's your favorite place that you've ever conducted an interview? Is there an ologist whose office is just the absolute coolest or weirdest? One of my favorite places was in the snow hydrology episode. We just had to pull up a bench outside of LAX, but that was very exciting because we had to find each other in the middle of a layover. I see someone walking. Please be Ned, please be Ned. Are you Ned? Yes! My phone was about to die. Real high stakes. It felt like a heist movie. I will say that Dr. Tom Volk, who's a mycologist, he had the most interesting office I've ever been in. And it had the most, say, ephemera. It had a lot of knickknacks, including his heart in a Ziploc that I got to hold. And so, and actually my heart is in that recycled thing right there. If you is it to, really? If you, to, if you wanted to look at it, you could. Of course I do. <laughs> Can I look at it now yeah, or should yeah. I look at it later? Oh my gosh. It's in here. I knew your heart was in here. Oh my goodness. So I'm sorry. If you have a human heart that is your own, 
in a felted box in your office, I'm going to forget a lot of the other offices. Andre Pearson wants to know if I can be an animal for the rest of my days. What would you be? And I did see the movie The Lobster after eating a medicinal gummy and um, affected by it. But I think a lobster seems pretty dope because if you can get far enough out where no one can catch you, you can live forever and you're super happy just eating shit. Like bottom feeders, marine snow, put me in a suit of armor, give me weapons for hands, I'll live forever just slurping up shit off the floor. You know what? Low expectations. You're never disappointed. Stephen Clark says, do you miss recording in your closet? And how do you stay organized with all you have going on? I still do record in my closet. I made a recording closet out of one of the closets in the house. Right now, I'm not recording in it because it's kind of hot and whatever. Um, How do I stay organized with all you have going on? It is not easy because when you have a lot of different jobs, none of the jobs care about the other jobs. So you're like, oh, yeah. And so I have a lot of juggling going on and I really, really want to do the best job possible on all the jobs. And sometimes you fall asleep wearing yesterday's shirt. That's okay. I would rather have this life than any other. So sometimes you wear the same shirt. I don't care. You don't care. It's fine. There's bigger problems in the world. Kristen wants to know if you were to create a new collab show with one type of ologist, which kind would it be? I think it would be a fearologist and it would be about fears. Hmm. Stay tuned. Maria Jurevleva wants to know if I have any advice for people in our mid-20s. They just turned 25 and Bridget says ditto from another freshly 25-year-old. Ooh, ooh, 25. See a therapist. You might need to get diagnosed with something. Boy, oh boy, did I wish that I knew what anxiety disorder was before I turned 30. Also, don't drink so much. People are usually not their best selves. Katie, you also asked that question about advice for those in college. Same thing. Just be yourself also. And if anybody doesn't like you, then they suck. It's so easy once you realize that. If you have to bend or to try to fit yourself to be somebody else's preferred way, then they are not someone that you definitely need to impress. And listen and be compassionate, but also stand up for yourself. Come on, man. I let myself be a doormat. If only I would have sassed them. But bygones. Toby James wants to know, are you doing another season of 100 Humans? It's my favorite show on Netflix. Not that I know of. It took like a year and a half to shoot. And I feel like they probably would have told us by now if we were doing another one. I don't know. It took a really long time to shoot. I mean, that's like 100 people plus a crew of like 70 people. That's so many granola bars for craft service. There's golf carts, you know. A lot of phone calls you got to make, telling people to show up for work the next day. It's a production. So I don't know. I will let you know. I really liked so many of the humans. A lot of them are really good friends still. Some of them got their human number tattooed on themselves the day we wrapped. They went to Dave & Buster's and then hit a tattoo parlor. I have never been to a Dave & Buster's. I could not go that night, but I understand it was a good time. G wants to know, what is something you're dying to do an episode about, but you haven't been able to find an ologist for? I really want to do an episode on ADHD, and I'm not quite sure exactly what ology that would be, and I want to find the perfect person to interview. So I really would like to do that also, um, a neurology episode, and doing something on MS would be really great. Katie Coast wants to know, have you gotten into any video games during this downtime? And I have not even Animal Crossed once. I don't know what is happening with the turnips and stuff. I haven't done any video gaming. This downtime quarantine has not been downtime at all. I've been really lucky that I have 
a couple of new projects that were like work from home that cropped up right around the start of the quarantine. But I also have had to accept that I need to be better about time management and I need to just work during the day and then be off at 7 p.m. And I am very bad at that. And so instead, I just have like a only semi-productive 12 to 14 hour day instead of having a normal human productivity day for eight hours. I'm learning. If I could implant a chip in my brain that would teach me how to do that, oh, I would do it myself with a wine opener and a pair of tweezers like yesterday. Um, Carrie wants to know, what is my guilty indulgence? I Pinterest landscaping. Also, there is something that is very relaxing about whittling. You have to make sure that you buy these like $10 gloves that work like oven mitts or a shark cage for your hands. But you just get these little gloves on and then you just sit there and whittle. Moment to moment, this is looking more like a spoon. It's the same feeling of gratification you get watching a pimple popping video, but it's real life. You can't hold a phone and it's not someone else's pus. 10 out of 10. Davis Bourne says, you're a role model for me as a person and as a working professional. I <laughs> bet Davis is like, at this point in the episode, I was like, never mind. <laughs> I mean, like a dirty tank top. Um, were there concrete actions you took to put yourself on the path that you are on? Um, are there moments or decisions you made internally that you feel like were particularly defining? And when did I start feeling accomplished or fulfilled? Oh, good, good questions. <sighs> um, Okay, the concrete actions I took to put myself on this path were identifying the things that actually got me jazzed in life. And there were certain things I was doing professionally that got me like money or a little bit of success, but they did not really feel like me. It felt like having to twist myself into a pretzel to do that. And so what I did was I got very depressed and I went through a really rough summer where my now partner and I broke up. My dad was diagnosed with cancer. I was very sad. I think I talked about this in the museum episode, the field trip episode. I started volunteering at a museum and I realized I loved being there so much. And wouldn't you know it, that three hours a week that I went in to volunteer, time that I probably would have spent scrolling on Instagram, really helped me realize what I loved to be doing. And that was like learning about bugs and hanging out with nerds. So that was really helpful if you can find even like an hour a month to go volunteer or just meet new people who are into what you're into, hang out with them socially distanced or online, that can really help. Putting up this podcast is something that was really defining. I had been sitting on it for nine months before I put it up. And then I had the logo, I had the trailer, I had the Instagram handle, I had the Twitter handle, and I was just tinkering too much. And then someone messaged me about Brady Heron's Unmade podcast. In the first episode they put up, he talked about how he wanted to do an ologies podcast. And I was like, no, I've been working on this forever. I've done like five interviews. And so I had already done the trailer. And so I just put up the trailer that night. And that's how I launched Ologies. So that was very defining. It was a big lesson that I should have just put it up eight and a half months sooner, because I had been working on it all that time. But it took that threat of getting scooped by an idea that I had wanted to do for 20 years that really made me do it. So it was a very defining moment is just do the thing. Don't wait for it to be perfect. It'll get better as you go. And I started feeling accomplished and fulfilled. I think when I realized that more than just my friends were listening to ologies, I was like, oh, there's other people out there that want to hear about toad turds. Also winning an Emmy for the Henry Ford's Innovation Nation with Mo Rocca, which is the CBS show that I do every Saturday. I've been on it for seven years. This episode of ologies is going up July 21st, and I'm nominated for 
um, two more Emmys uh, this weekend on Sunday. I'll find out one is for host and one is for writing for the show. So um, that's a really big honor. And to be like recognized by colleagues in the industry is kind of a big deal. So that made me feel like a bit of a grown up. So we shall see. We'll find out on Sunday. But yeah, my main advice is just figure out what you really love and what you feel like yourself doing. Bonnie wants to know how I find most of the ologists and how I stay positive when things are terrible. I find the ologist two ways. Either someone says, there's this great ologist, you must meet them. And then I go and look at all their stuff and get a little bit of a brain crush on them. Or I say, I wonder who knows the most about horses. And then I just start Googling the terms horse expert or hippologist or whatever. And I sometimes will look at the hashtag, let's say it's hippologist and like who's self-identifying as that on Instagram and do I want to talk to them? And I love finding people and I love making contact with them. And when I get an email back saying they're interested, it's like, oh, it really does feel like the person that you have a crush on in eighth grade just passed you a note back. It's very exciting. Cycling Tiger just wants me to know that they added a 40 plus mile detour to the end of their cross Canada cycling trip just so that they could visit the town of Dildo and then asked what's the rudest named place I've ever been to. I mean, I was in Intercourse, Pennsylvania. It's related, right? Sorry, Pennsylvania. That's okay. Katie, first time question asker, wants to know if I had any other alternative names for ologies when I was first starting out. And I do actually, I'm so glad you asked me this because I found this recently and I sent it to a friend of mine who's trying to come up with some show ideas. Okay, you ready? These were the names that ologies was maybe going to be named. Science Corner with Allie Ward. Science Questions. Okay, but why? Cocktail Party Science. Science Surrounds Us. You Can Science Also. Science for People, The World According to Ward, Things That Are Science with Allie Ward, Science Creep, Creepy Science with Allie Ward, Science Alcove, okay, Cephalopodcast, The Big Weird World and Beyond, Thinky Stuff, Firehose of Science, Should I Put This in My Brain? So yeah, that's what Ologies was almost called. Isn't that weird? Isn't it like someone being like, your name was almost Janet? And you're like, what? Why? Anyway, it's Ologies with Allie Ward. We're just going to have to accept it. Science alcove. What the fuck was I thinking with that? What even is an alcove? Anyway, Paola Alejandra Martinez Ramos wants to know, ketchup stored in the pantry or the fridge. I may be wearing yesterday's shirt with a pile of laundry next to me, and I had a whole pizza for dinner, but in the fridge? Who puts ketchup in the pantry? Also, if you are someone on Twitter who saw that this episode was almost a 30 to 40 minute long rant about raw tomatoes, right before we go to the break, I'm going to tell you why I hate raw tomatoes so much. The insides remind me of cytoplasm. They're very mucusy. You'll notice I said the word mucus. I don't bleep it anymore. We get it. We get the joke. We don't need to bleep it anymore. Anyway, it's like organelles in a cytoplasm. And I hate that when you bite into it, if you do, that there's like too much give and chew. It's like a peach that someone should have eaten last Wednesday. There's nothing crisp about a raw tomato. There's nothing crunchy. Like if I'm going to eat a peach, like I want that peach to have been green five minutes ago. Like I want crisp. You give me a raw tomato and number one, it's just gush. It's just gush town. It's just squish city. And so I feel like I'm eating a flaccid peach that spit in my mouth. I don't like it. Now, you broil that tomato for five minutes, you sun dry it, you put it in a can, I'm down to clown. But if that thing is just right off the vine, 
get it out of my face. Do not put that in my mouth. I've eaten one cherry tomato in my life and that thing is lucky I digested it. Okay, we're going to go to a break really quick. In terms of a charity, the funds that I normally would be giving to a charity are going to go into a special grant that I'm working on that I can't talk a lot about, but I will tell you more about it this summer. It's in conjunction with another ologist who's been on the show, but we're putting together a grant for science communicators. So you'll hear more about that. So just know that this solo confessional is going toward that. Okay, your most asked questions after the break. What do you get for the mom who burst you into the world? I know, a candle. Are you like, no, that's not quite enough. How about memories that she'll love looking at every day? Aura frames? I love them. So they're a digital photo frame. They were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and by me. And Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected. You can add unlimited photos and videos, and you can invite as many people as you want to the frame. There are absolutely no hidden fees. There's no subscriptions. You can also react with cute emojis if you'd like, and you can show you love a photo. You can send congratulations or more. It's so wonderful that A, it's not a candle. And also, it's not sharing your photos on social media to look at. It's just there. You can share it with the people who you love. I have mentioned this so many times, but my parents have an aura that I got them. My dad loved that. I have gotten aura frames for friends, for family members, for family members of friends. So I'm a really big fan of them. I love what they do. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. So that's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use the code ologies check out to save. Terms and conditions apply. I love these things. Allergies with Allie Ward is sponsored by Claritin. So luckily, for those that live with the symptoms of allergies, you can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This is designed for serious allergy sufferers, and Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. It's this double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available. Relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Just boom, down the hatch. You can get non-drowsy relief of allergy symptoms. And with Claritin D, you can still make the most of your day without compromise or looking like you've been crying. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Your pod mother, Jarrett, terrible allergies and was recently shooting an indie movie that was filming in a house that had seven cats. Guess who's allergic to cats? Him. So yeah, we always have Claritin in like each of our cars. Essentially, Claritin D is the third in our relationship. It's fast and powerful relief. It's just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Merrick Pet Care. And y'all know I have a little dog named Grammy, which is short for Gremlin. And y'all help me name her. And there's nothing that we like more than seeing her happy, which means tasty dog foods. And Merrick has been crafting high-quality dog food for over 30 years. They were founded in Hereford, Texas. But Grammy doesn't care about that. She cares about smushing her face in it and then licking the bowl. And I don't blame her because they use real ingredients and home-style recipes like real Texas beef and sweet potato or Grammy's pot pie. Grammy's like, Grammy's pot pie. Get away from it. It's mine. 
I also like that on the bag, they show what's in it. And they always use deboned meat, fish, or poultry as the number one ingredient. And I think Grammy appreciates that. So check out Merrick online or in your local pet store and look for their new packaging with real ingredients shown on the bag and inside it. Yum, 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 yum. Oh, KiwiCo. We love you. Kids love you. Parents love you. Uncle Allie's love you. Here's the deal. So whether you're staying at home or you're heading out on some summer explorations, KiwiCo is inviting kids, also kids at heart, that's you, to enjoy their first ever summer adventure series. So kids from two years old to teens can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks. They have something for everyone. They have different topics for each age, whether your kid wants to explore space or learn about dinosaurs. And I've heard from my parental friends that summer can be a little challenging to keep the kids busy. Kiwi goes like, we did the legwork for you. And the Summer Adventure Series is this personalized experience with super fun activities like a bottle rocket kit where kids can build an actual bottle rocket. And you can either receive all of your summer adventure crates at once or weekly for six weeks. I think it's so amazing that they have different crates for different ages. Everything from the great outdoors that has like giant bubbles or a window garden to a trebuchet kit for ages 9 to 14. An entrepreneur where you can do textured clay projects. If you have kids, if you know kids, keep them occupied and learning and having fun this summer with KiwiCo. And you can get 20% off your summer adventure series at kiwico.com slash ologies summer. That's 20% off your summer adventure at kiwico.com slash ologies summer. Oh, have fun. Okay. Most asked question. You ready for this? I think the most asked question by Alexis Wallach, Diane Gelati, Ashler B, Jessica Chamberlain, Lauren Y, Earl of Graymulkin, Katie Stomps, Cass, Claire Meyer, and Jen Lee all wanted to know, how is Grammy? Grammy is my dog. Diane, this is the first question ever. Wanted to know, who's your favorite living creature? Why is it Grammy? People want to know weird things about her, weird noises she makes, goofy behavior. I will fill you in a little bit about this. So Grammy's my dog. She's about eight years old. I got her a year ago. She was very skinny and she looked kind of like a rat. I had wanted a dog for probably 15 years and I finally lived in a place where I could have a dog. And I thought we should give her back after the first week. I was like, I don't think we're vibing. Like, I don't think she really likes us. She seems kind of bummed. Maybe she needs to be in a place with like goats or other dogs or like cuter furniture or something. And it turned out she just had a kennel cough and then she got on antibiotics and she was like, no, it's it's not you. I just had a respiratory infection. And I was on a business trip and Jared informed me. He's like, well, we're keeping this dog. This is our dog now. And I was like, so it is. She's such a good doggo. She doesn't chew anything she shouldn't. I never come home and find like the bathroom garbage strewn all over the house. She's only diarrhea maybe four times in the living room and it was because of fireworks. It's fine. Who hasn't done that? She only borks when we have a package or if she's sleeping. And in terms of noises she makes, she falls asleep and then her little belly will flutter and you just hear and she sleep borks and it's the fucking best. Her mouth sometimes smells like fish. And I think that's from licking her butthole when she needs her anal gland squeezed. Have I learned how to do that watching YouTube? I have. Is it disgusting? Of course it is. I love her. I would do anything for her. She doesn't even listen to allergies. It's okay.
uh, B. Wilson, Emily Arnold, Alessa Weiss, Cameron Stewart all wanted to know, do you narrate the Kroger commercials? Emily Arnold said, I need to know this. I've absolutely yelled about it in the car. Uh, yes, I do. It's Kroger. It's Pick and Save. Sometimes it's Smith's. It's also Gerbs. Here's the deal. So someone reached out to me and they're like, we are trying to find the voice of Kroger. And I guess some of the people who were like in the ad creative department listened to ologies. So they're like, we want to find a voice like this lady. And then they're like, why don't you just ask that lady? And so it's a union job. I don't have to wear pants when I do it. I do wear bottoms. So yeah, that is a question I get a lot because people think that they are having some some sort of a psychotic break and then they're just putting my voice places where it doesn't belong. If my voice comes out of your grandpa's face, that's a you problem. But it's, if it's out of your radio, then yeah. Sorry about that. Um, Meryl Stark, Seth Sulky, and Amy Farkas want to know if I actually enjoy the products that you advertise on the podcast. <laughs> out of all the advertisements, which ones do you actually use? And do I get a discount? Um, they have to give you a freebie. That way you can endorse it because you have to have used it in order for you to endorse it. You can't just say, I love this stuff, and like you've never laid hands on it. They send it to you, you try it, and if you like it, you're like, yeah, I'll endorse this. And if you're like, "Mm -mm, nope, I'm not putting my name on this, then you can say no. So yeah, I've tried everything, and I've dug everything that I do ads for, because I would feel super skeevy if I didn't. One thing that I use the most, I use Stitch Fix all the time, ever since I signed up for it, because I need blouses and stuff for the CBS show, and I like that someone else is like, hey, Right about now, you could probably use a new pair of pants. And I'm like, I appreciate that. So yeah, but I use a bunch of them. A lot of folks, Emily Akana, Carly Cross, Ethan Stoller, Captain Redtastic, and Jess all want to know if I have a favorite Ologies episode that I've ever done. I want to say Merlin Tuttle is someone I wanted to interview before the podcast even existed. I think I put up a picture of him months before the first episode even came out. It was just like, look at this guy. Look at this guy. He was wearing a headlamp. He had a big old mustache. It was like from the 1980s. He had a fruit bat. And I was like, I got to know this guy. I got to talk to him. How do I become his friend? And sure enough, boom. I got to go to his house and hang out for three hours. I mean, wow. I would put him down as my emergency contact if I could. I mean, there's so many of them. And I legitimately text and talk to so many ologists. I really have warmed my way into their lives. It's very creepy. A bunch of people, including Spencer Seams, Roxanne Parker, Sarah Liches, Schmini Thompson, Ethan Stoller, and Ted Hamilton asked about books. Specifically, Ted Hamilton said, when you hit the road for a long haul drive, do you have any go-to comforts like books on tapes, a 24-ounce slushy, screaming show tunes? Ted Hamilton, good question. I go in to a stop and I get like a huge cup of ice and then I pour like the vanilla truck stop coffee over it and then I go get more ice and then I get more of the vanilla truck stop coffee and then I use like 15 of those creamers. Mm, wow. It tastes like a watery tire and cake batter mixed together. But also in terms of books, I've been listening to Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Wall Kimmerer. I will say if there has been a book that has changed my life over the last couple of years, this is going to be a surprise probably to a lot of you because it's like, oh, it's going to be something mystical. It's going to be set maybe in a jungle. It's going to be interesting. Nope, it's just a book about ADHD. <laughs> but um, ADHD and the effect on marriage, I think is the name of it. But my partner, Jared, uh, we have been together a long time, but we broke up for a few years. And 
he did not know he had ADHD. I did not know I had anxiety. Um, we both got very easily butthurt by each other and just felt rejected a lot. Yeah, the ADHD effect on marriage by Melissa Orlove. But it is about essentially partnerships. Jared and I aren't married, but it's essentially about partnerships. We both listened to that audiobook over the same course of like a week at our own pace. And it is fundamentally changed the way that we relate to each other. And also the way that I, in general, I think relate to people. I think it's made me more empathetic. It's made me understand myself more. I wish I had gotten that in my brain so much earlier. Poppy Milliken wants to know there are a lot of different ways to cook an egg. Which way is your go-to? Is it different if you are cooking versus someone else? Poppy Milliken, these are the questions that we all want to know. They're hard-hitting. I'm glad you asked. My go-to is scrambled because it's hard to fuck up. If someone else is cooking, I'll have a hard poached egg. Don't give me something gooey though. I'm sorry, I can't do a gooey egg. So I ask for hard poached and then everyone at brunch is like, oh my God, they screwed up your egg order. And I'm like, no, I asked for it this way. And they're horrified. Katie Coast wants to know, favorite way to eat a potato? Mashed, skins on. I like them rustic. D Adams wants to know a fact that will forever stick with me. I think at some point I learned that possums have 13 nipples and the 13th is just right in the middle like a bullseye. What the fuck, man? What is life? Erica Stairs wants to know what my favorite conspiracy theory is. Maybe that Scarlett Johansson's a clone? I do really want to know who the human clones are out there because there's got to be human clones. We're far enough down the line where there are certainly human clones. Who are they? Do they know they're clones? Do the people that clone them, do they get what they expected? What is a soul? I don't know. These are not questions I'm here to answer. Allison Ewald wants to know, first time question asker, what's my favorite part of the day? I love going to bed. I love getting ready for bed. I love taking a shower before bed and getting into pajamas. And I don't do it enough. I kind of fall asleep doing what I'm doing. But going to bed feels like a vacation. It feels like a luxury. Like when I actually go to bed and I turn the light off and I'm like, it's time to sleep now. I'm like, people do this every day. And if I did that, oh, my life would be amazing. If I would just be like, nope, we're done at eight o'clock. I'm trying to do that, but I swear I'm always catching up from the day before. But yeah, so that's my favorite part of the day. Melanie Baker wants to know if you were a shop teacher, what would be your favorite project to assign? Uh, A bad house, dude. Heather Densmore wants to know, how much input do you have with the fun TV and film asides? Or does Stevie just surprise you when he's done editing? Um, no, I actually I actually picked those and I put a link. And Stevie Ray Morris does surprise me with putting in a few extras. And sometimes those extras stay. And sometimes I cut some of mine that I put in, but keep his. Or sometimes I'll cut the ones that he puts in. But yeah, I just, uh, I use those sometimes to bridge thoughts too. If I have cut a section and then we kind of skip to a new topic. Sometimes I'll bridge it with a little clip. Jessica Morgan, first time question asker, also asked, have I ever dressed up as a certain redheaded mermaid? Jessica Morgan, I have. Once I went to an all night Disneyland event, like I went with a friend of a friend, but Disneyland was open all night and someone had an extra Ariel onesie. So I put it on over my clothes. It was not slimming, but it was warm. I look like a big adult baby. Hangry Auntie wants to know if I enjoy my redheadedness. They're a redhead and they vacillate between strutting for and hiding from the attention. Um, I dye my hair like this, so clearly it's choice. And I'm sorry that I'm ripping off your look. Ruby Lee wants to know fingers for toes or toes for fingers. Ruby Lee, I would rather have fingers for toes because A, shoes and B, you can pick stuff up in the shower better. I already pick up a razor in the shower with my toes, but if you had fingers down there, I might get good at French braiding. Who knows? Michael Hamby wants to know, what's my go-to drink at a dive bar where I know that they don't have a wine list or decent booze? Hmm. 
A wine spritzer is usually pretty good. Treat yourself. Have a wine spritzer. They're a lot better than you think they are. Uh, white wine spritzer. Seth Suchi wants to know, this is a serious one important to me. How do you personally face and overcome mental health challenges you might struggle with? Um, they struggle with depression on the daily, and I like to hear other people's strategies with dealing with their own mental burdens. It's a really good question. Um, I think I have to remind myself a lot that anxiety is kind of like clouds that pass. I think I get caught up so much in the things that I haven't done that I sometimes forget that we're all just doing our best and that that's good enough in other people for me. So I have to let that be good enough for me too. And um, I think I try to see the good in other people too. When people are turds, try to remember that that comes from a place of fear or hurt. Um, one thing I learned from people close to me being sick is that you could only take things moment by moment sometimes. Like you can't pre-grieve anything. You can't pre-experience anything. You can't have misery now so that you could skirt it later. So you might as well just deal with the things you can deal with right now, do what you can do right now, and then deal with conditions as they come. So think, what can you do in the immediate? Um, I think that's helpful. And like right now, it's a banana's time. Things are a little nutty. If you feel a little, a little nutty, that's par for the course right now. So yeah, let's try to take it easy on ourselves and um, know that we're not going to be writing a novel during this time and we're not going to be cleaning out every closet. This is not a vacation. This is isolation and it's not easy. And so like understanding that there are those ups and downs. Um, yeah. And I also used a, a company called Genesight to find an antidepressant that worked well for me. So it's, um, they are not sponsors, but I looked into some studies and some studies found that people who chose medications based on some brain chemistry stuff had better odds. And so I did that and I found something that worked better for me. So that's helpful in that if you are going the medication route. But yeah, um, if you can spend time outside, do it. You deserve it. So I would try to do that as well. Um, finally, a few of you, including Angela Scarduzio, want to know, got to do it. What do you hate most about making the podcast? And what is your favorite part about making the podcast? <laughs> oh, what do I hate the most about making the podcast is probably um, having to listen to it right before it goes up. Because by that point, it's like the third time I've heard the conversation. And I'm just doing QC to make sure everything's in the right spot and there's nothing missing. And so I have to listen to myself, like tell the same jokes over like this is the third time or I just am listening to my voice again. And so that's always just... Um, cringe fest 2020 for me. Um, but the thing I love the most about making the podcast is that listeners have become friends. That's one thing I love. I love that there are people like us who care about weird shit and are like not afraid to be curious or goofy or excited. And so people kind of finding like-minded people makes me really happy. And I really, really love that hearing what other people like to do so much inspires y'all to figure out what you like to do so much. Because I think that that's an added bonus that I didn't really expect is that that would be inspiring that way. And so, yeah, I love when people feel inspired by the podcast. John Morster wants to know, um, could you ask that everyone just send some positive thoughts into the void to help those that are sick and hurting or feeling lost? Pick a day and time in the not too distant future so all of this energy can be manipulated. Thank you, John. Um, I'm going to say Friday, July 24th, let's say 9am. For John, let's just send some positive thoughts into the void to help those 
that need it. They just send out good vibes. My family could use them this week. In all of this, it's not the easiest time right now, but I think staying hopeful and appreciating the most that we can, whether it's moss or frogs or your neighbor or someone you haven't talked to in a while, just try to appreciate them and ask smart people stupid questions. And obviously, if you want to follow ologies, you can follow ologies, Twitter, Instagram. I'm Allie Ward with one L. If you want ologies merch, it's at ologiesmerch.com. If you tag a photo of you on Instagram, ologies merch, then we will repost you on Mondays. Thank you, Shannon Feltis and Bonnie Dutch of the podcast. You are that for managing merch. You should also listen to their podcast. Thank you, Ernie Talbert, who I've known since I was four for managing the ologies podcast Facebook group. Thank you to the ologies podcast transcribers and Emily White, professional transcriptionist. They make transcripts available. Caleb Patton does the bleeped episodes. Those are up at alleyward.com slash ologies dash extras. Kelly Dwyer helps update the website. Noelle Dilworth helps me keep my schedule on track. Jarrett Sleeper, assistant edits and helps me through anxiety attacks. <laughs> and the wonderful Stephen Ray Morris will be editing this and putting this up tonight. Thank you to him and his mustache for making every episode better. He is completely responsible for that little thing that you hear at the very, very end of the episode. That's all Steven. He surprises me with it every week. He's a genius. Nick Thorburn does the music, which we are getting up on iTunes. And if you stick around to the end of the episode, you know, I tell you a secret. And this was an entire thing full of secrets. But Catherine Elizabeth wants to know, first time question asker, have you ever kissed a girl? Hashtag juicy. This is a juicy question, which is why I saved it for the end. And of course I've kissed a girl. Kissed a couple of them. I think if you get a chance, you should kiss people you want to kiss. I mean, I know, woof, COVID, man. Woof. But yeah, go out there smooching. Also, I do kiss Grammy on the mouth. She is a girl. God, her mouth smells so bad. Bye-bye. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we're all carrying around just a backpack of stressors and sadnesses. When we keep them all zipped up and the load gets heavier, it can start to affect us negatively. You start to feel misunderstood, sad, resentful. A safe place to unpack that is, you guessed it, therapy. Therapists can help you dump out your bag and work through the heavy garbage that's weighing you down, in my case at least. I've used BetterHelp. They have definitely helped me understand that pushing my feelings down does not actually make them go away. It makes them feel worse. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient and flexible. It's suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. It's so much faster and easier than trying to hunt down a therapist from just online listings and cold calling. That's one thing I love about BetterHelp. And if for any reason you are not vibing with your therapist, you can switch anytime, no additional charge. 
no drama. So unburden yourself and trauma dump onto someone who's trained for this. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash ologies today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ologies.